Hey, welcome to the Youth Work Plus podcast. This is episode number 13. And normally, uh, Becky and I will just talk about stuff from a, a youth and children's work perspective, issues that come up. Um, this is our third Q&A. So we've just got a load of random questions. We're going to answer them as, as quickly as we can, get through as many as we can. And yeah, hopefully it'll be interesting. Yep. So I'm going to share for those of you on the video version watching on YouTube, <laughs> you'll see the questions come up on the screen. For the rest of you, we'll read them out and we'll answer as we go. Hopefully it'll be a mix of interesting stuff about who we are as people and also some youth and kids work stuff we've learnt along the way. So. I like the claim that it might be interesting. Cool, so tell us about yourself. Becky, do you want to go first? Yeah, okay. So my name is Becky. Um, I have been involved with youth work since 2006. I don't know how many years ago that was because my maths is terrible. Um, <laughs> but I am 37 years old. I know I don't look at guys who are watching on the video. Um, it's probably a, quite unbelievable <laughs> um, and those of you who are listening just on audio you're going to want to go on our website now to see if find if you can find a photo of me to see if I do look like my age um, <laughs> I am I am married I've been married since 2015 my husband's called Alex um, and we are expecting our first baby <laughs> so there's some info about me really soon too I'm Ollie I'm 35 and I definitely look it possibly older again go on the, go on our website although my the photo on on the website is probably more flattering than the than the video on here um I'm yeah I'm 35 I live in kind of West Oxfordshire been doing youth work for a long time I've been doing youth work employed since 2006 when I did a kind of youth and community degree by something called CYM which was a lot bigger back in the early 2000s but it's a Christian youth work training organization work love that I'm, I'm married uh, to a lady called Joe, and I've got two young children one's four nearly five the other one's two and I'm still reeling from the sleep deprivation I'm getting there slowly but I yeah part of the reason I look old I think is just the lack of sleep but yeah that's me best way you recruit volunteers that is to listen to our <laughs> podcast on volunteer recruitment but a very brief summary is to do it on purpose and not feel bad about investing time and effort in your volunteer team because they're amazing yeah I, I think my best advice would be ask people face to face and a mix of people that you know and perhaps just know of within the chat within the church or your context or whatever. Um, people are much more likely to say yes if you ask them to their face rather than just do a blanket. We need volunteers. <laughs> yeah, that would be my advice. Okay, why is youth kids work so important? Well, that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> That is a big one. I mean, we're obviously biased in that we think it's incredibly important. But I think historically as churches and 
um, and maybe as a society, we've not been good at deliberately involving and incorporating young people and children into what we do. Like, that's not to say like the, the aims haven't been there, but just treating young people, almost treating young people like a subcategory um, can sometimes be quite unhelpful. And say, having work specifically bespoke at bringing in what could naturally be outsiders um, and helping organizations to take young people into account when they're making decisions that's why I, that's why i think it's so important yeah i think as churches like we should be the we should be thinking of how we can engage everybody that we've got in our community both in the church community already you know within the within the congregation um how can we engage those and sometimes you know we can do that really creatively through being together on Sundays and sometimes actually that is a lot easier to do with a different segmented group you know by splitting out kids and youth and doing something different with them but also I think you know as churches we should be and Christians we should be thinking how can we engage with our communities and actually some of the easiest to engage with groups are going to be kids and youth because they they want things to do they want community to be part of they want groups and clubs and stuff that they can go to where they can make friends and have fun and so sometimes we can be the place that provides that you know providing a drop-in or providing an after-school club or you know so some of those things that we can do are actually both important yeah and and wanted wanted and needed (laughs) so you know you think kids you think kids are the future (laughs) and it's a vital stage of life you know I still remember formative things that happened to me while I was a child and a young person and it stays with you for the rest of your life it's such an important and vulnerable age that yeah we need to be we need to be investing in people while while they're there and it's an age where people leave leave and join things for the rest of their life as well most people who are in church now became christians when they were a a child or a young person um yeah yeah so there's that yep um what kind of people make good youth kids leaders (laughs) i I, I have a fair go on yeah go on i was gonna say i think anybody can make a good youth good kids or youth leader i think you know being wanting to be a disciple and follow god is probably one of the first things um and then you know a passion for mission and stuff comes out of that you know to want to be involved with the life of kids and young people um and to be yeah. wanting to progress on that journey yourself and help other people along the way with you that's that's all you need really <laughs> and i have a fairly a fairly strong opinion that anybody can and i think part of that is because i didn't and i don't think i do fit the mold of what would be like a good youth leader um certainly at the time I was looking at getting into youth ministry a lot of people would be like what what you you know and I didn't and but actually fundamentally there's the what Becky said about wanting to be a good disciple and follow other people and then a step down from there is 
actually being interested in young people. That's what it takes. I think anyone, and particularly young people, can tell if we're just there because you have to be, or you're just there because it seems like a good idea, or you're trying to trick them into being Christians or whatever. But if you genuinely find young people interesting and valuable and important, that makes you a good youth and children's leader, to care what they've got to say and to want to and enjoy being around them. And other than that, it only matters what you like. Um, I pride myself on being awkward and embarrassing around the young people. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely not people who think, well, hey, I'm going to be great at this. And <laughs> I think God tends to call people into ministry who don't think they're the one, who don't think they're good enough, and then he makes us good enough. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, if you're starting off from a place of thinking, well, yeah, you know, I'll be pretty good. Then I think maybe, <laughs> maybe you're not the one. Um, <laughs> um, although God could use those kind of people too. You know, Joseph was a bit egotistical, wasn't he? Um, and God <laughs> used him still. Um, but then there's other people like Moses who are like, God, are you sure? Like, you sure you want me? Um, I haven't got these skills that I'm going to need. And God was like, yeah, it's you and I'll, I'll make you good enough. And I think that's what he calls, that's how he calls most of us into ministry. Mm. You know, it's people who are willing to step up and be obedient, even if they don't feel like they're the best person. And that's what God does, transforms ordinary people to help them do extraordinary things. Yeah. And it's more about character than skills. Exactly. Like some people yeah. are really charismatic and, and have loads of good skills to be a youth worker, but someone's up with their character and it goes terribly wrong and ends up in a news story or you know just tanks out I remember one person who will remain nameless there was a pretty good volunteer-led youth ministry at a church and he came in as like a sort of a paid person he's like yeah we're going to change it all around I'm going to make it so much better anyway he didn't um but that's a recipe for disaster I think a kind of humble attitude and and a strength of character are worth a lot more yeah oh have you got any kids <laughs> <laughs> well yeah <laughs> answered the first question i've got two one called hope one called eddie amazing becky one on the way yeah <laughs> um what's going on in your life at the moment oh good question <laughs> <laughs> wow uh lots i've just had covid so I've been dossing around for 10 days, uh, trying to avoid people, but I'm enjoying my freedom now. Yeah. Um, I've got, a, I've had a really bad cold. So yeah, if I sneeze or cough, I haven't got COVID, but it is a pretty bad cold. Um, what else is going on in my life? Obviously, yeah, I'm working towards maternity leave at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's exciting. And a whole new transition and stage of life, really. So yeah, that's a big thing going on in my life at the moment. Okay, next. What was your youth upbringing like? Oh, wow. These are deeper than the last Mm. time. Um, I grew up in a Christian home until I was about year four or something at school. Then my mum and dad split up. Um, Had a pretty dramatic few years um where we were 
yeah, a lot of kind of mental illness. My mum tried to commit suicide. Um, and and we got involved in a few different churches. And then I went, I had an amazing, there were two amazing youth groups that supported me a lot. Well, three actually, um, Youth for Christ, my Anglican church and my kind of evangelical church that I was part of the one that I grew up in and then went back to. And then actually my um, my dad's and my now wife's Baptist church got, so I got a lot of youth work experience from the, all those different areas and they were all great, which, you know, probably why I ended up doing what I'm doing. Um, yeah, so that was, that was what my upbringing was, was like. I always felt like as a child growing up that God was real, but it wasn't until I was like 19 and as a teenager that I realised I need to make a decision about it and either follow him or not, really. Um, so everything sort of led to that. And so, and part of my, you know, youth and childhood and upbringing, like the the value and stuff that I received from being part of a youth group is part of what made me want to do it to begin with because like I wanted to help young people who were like me who felt like they didn't really fit in anywhere felt like they weren't valued um and help them in the midst of that <laughs> so that's my own story kind of really helped build the path really for what my calling was going to be later in life so yeah how did you get well, involved in youth work plus Yours, I guess, is an easier answer. I um, work part-time for Oxford Diocese. Uh, my boss, Ian, said, oh, there's this really cool thing happening in Milton Keynes and you would love it. It really, like, fits with a lot of your heart for stuff. And so then I met with Becky and Bex and talked about it and was like, this is amazing. These guys are great. They're doing a load of stuff I'd like to be, I'd like to be doing. Um, and that's how I got involved. I asked if I could be. They said yes. They're probably still regretting that decision, but that's how I'm there. Not at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I so Youth Work Plus is sort of, I guess, my my thing. So I founded it, um, came up with a vision for it. 2019, well, on paper. It's kind of brewing in me longer than that, probably. But yeah, kind of. And then... Thankfully, God provided Bex and Ollie to sort of come alongside me and our other trustees and um, other key people to sort of cheer me on in the midst of it and um, really wanted to, I guess the heart behind it, for those who don't know, is to support youth and children's ministry. So to support those who are doing it, volunteers, youth leaders, kids leaders, to help them feel more equipped and supported and make their lives a little bit easier if we can. Um, so that's that's the vision and the heart really and so yeah how did I get involved well it kind of came out of my head <laughs> um, and essentially God-given vision I think yeah what is better youth work volunteering or youth work job <laughs> uh, both, I, both and yeah both good I had an interesting thing that said, like, if you if you're not paid, you're more likely to be passionate about something. Which I think it's interesting. Um, but I like having a youth work job because it means I can spend way more time doing it than I could if I was just a volunteer. Because yeah. um, you have to, well, not everyone, but most people have to do something to make money. 
And so if that can be doing its work, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think both have their pros and cons, don't they? I think sometimes the only opportunity to get involved is to volunteer. There isn't a paid role there. And sometimes God calls us to do it for longer and more deeply. Um, and as a, you know, yeah, a vocational calling. What skills have you grown during your youth work career so far? And what if you feel you haven't got the right skills? Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I'll go first. If you want. So I, I feel like when I first got into youth work, I, I didn't feel like I was the right person at all for it because I was so shy and quiet. And I didn't have any public speaking skills um, at all, really. And I was so nervous. Like, I'd feel physically sick before doing an assembly or having to speak in front of a group of people. <laughs> and so I was totally Moses' kind of character. Like, what, me? You want me to speak in front of people? Um, and um, so that's one of the skills that I've grown the most, I think. To go from somebody who hated speaking in front of anybody to somebody who can now speak in front of people without notes. <laughs> um, it's like a massive transformation. And I think linked in with that is, yeah, my story of my first youth work job I got. I remember the first week I sat at my desk and I was thinking, they totally picked the wrong person because I don't have any of the skills that are needed for this job. <laughs> They've made a terrible mistake. And I, I almost kind of went to the church leadership and was like, um, yeah, I think you've made a mistake here. Um, and then <laughs> I had a realisation that actually, no, I was wrong. And um, like that's the kind of people that God picks, like people who feel like they haven't got the right skills, because that's because we we bring our little offering, and God makes it enough all the time. So you know He likes using humble people, because then they rely on Him for the things that they don't have. And actually, so you know, if you feel like you haven't got the right skills for it, then you're in the right place. <laughs> Because yeah. God, want, God wants to grow those skills in you and make you into the kind of person who is right for the job. And we all have, I think, like, don't you? like the skills that we've got, you kind of assume everyone can do that. That's one of the things, like, you only notice, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's just a certain personality type. But I think, like, we all do it where you you've got the skills you're good at, you just think everyone can do and it's normal. And pe other people are like, oh, I wish I could do. I remember someone who I still think is a better youth worker than me at uh, the moment where they were like, oh, I just don't have the same skills as Ollie. I was like, well, yeah, good thing too, because I'm not very good. Um, but I've definitely got better at, by doing this job, I've got much better at taking risks and taking responsibility. I was terrible at that. I've got better at conflict. Um, and I've got better at um, events management. I'd never done that before. Organizing an event and, you know, planning in advance and stuff. I was always like, yeah, just wing it. Um, you know, and you only have to try that a couple of times with something and <laughs> something big, you know, you can wing a, a talk or wing a social, but you can't wing a youth weekend away. Um, and actually um, learning how to do that kind of stuff has definitely been taught on this job. And group work, I've got better at that facilitating letting people talk like gently but firmly closing people down who are just going to 
dominate the whole session, all of that kind of stuff, I think. Yeah, it's a unique set of skills. Yeah. Like the guy from Taken, only with less murdering. <laughs> you, you would think so, and I hope so. Uh, <laughs> favourite, yeah. favourite young person. <laughs> Clearly no favourites. <laughs> We're not supposed to have favourites. No, we all do, though. But we all do. So, yeah, some young people are just nicer than others, or more like you. Yeah, or like are our little success stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Young people who we thought were really were going to go one way and ended up a totally different way. Yeah. Yeah, but I think on a serious note, God does give you a love for all young people. Someone who I really respect once called it a kind of unconditional high regard. And I, ge- I like that's a God-given thing, but I genuinely have an unconditional high regard and some of it's very unconditional because you get some properly annoying young people but uh, yeah. um, and then you get people who I've had jump people go through the youth who are now lifelong friends and some aren't and that's I think it's yeah, okay it's okay oh favorite game to play with youth or kids <laughs> I think for me yeah basics is like hide and seek <laughs> however old you are that's always a fun sardines yeah. sardines a lot of my early doors games probably uh, that I really liked aren't very safe so we don't play those anymore but I do really like um at the moment my new favorite game someone introduced is you balance like something in the middle and then you have two rows and you call a number and people have to run opposite ends down the row and sit on a chair and fling their shoe at the thing that's balanced in the middle and and the person who knocks it over is the winner it's really fun yeah, I feel like some of the simplest games where you can just make it up. <laughs> yeah, are the best. And people take ownership. Where a group really loves a game, it gives it new life. Yeah. Oh, how has God changed you along the way? I just find these sorts of questions really hard because well, obviously I it's been a slow process. We touched on this a little while ago with the skills yeah. question. I think. I think. In lots. Of, it would take a day to unpack all the ways that God's changed me along the way. <laughs> but he has in lots and lots of ways. And I think and some of that is to do with just like the obedience of following him and choosing to follow his plan and his path every day. And um, like through making those little decisions and big decisions, God does change us along the way. And um like our priorities change and our mindset changes and our our hope becomes bigger and just all those kind of transformational things, I guess, is what I'd say. Yeah, I it's think a I've short got... short answer. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got more open-minded, more, more humble and more confident at the same time. But I think those two come at the set, like, come together. Just yeah. you become more self-aware, you just get more confident and more humble. Um, yeah, and God's done a lot of that in me recently. Yeah, I think as well, like the longer you're on the journey with God, really, like the more you can look back and see, you know, times where things haven't gone right, but you've been okay. Like the God's, in the long run, actually, God's protected you or taught you something through it. Or yeah. Whereas when you're early on in the in the journey, you don't necessarily have as much stuff or experience to look back on. Whereas the longer you've gone. Yeah, you have more, you have more to be hopeful about because you know that God's brought you through things and He will do again. Um, so I'd say, yeah, one of the things for me has been 
yeah, just hope, the increase of hope as things have gone on. There's still been things that have been challenging, but yeah. I reckon we've got time for one more. Okay, let's see what it is. How do you know God uh. called you to youth or kids' work? I think for me, I'd say it hasn't just been one thing. Like, it hasn't been, mm. like, one voice I've heard. One audible voice I heard of God telling me to do youth and kids' stuff, I think. It's been lots of decisions I've made along the way to continue to be involved or to keep being involved or to apply for different jobs or to push different doors of opportunity and pray and ask, ask God to open it or close it if it's the right or wrong thing. Um, and seen little confirmations along the way as well of, you know, God speaking through people or events or Bible verses or just knowing, you know, that innate feeling deep inside your way you're supposed to be. Is what I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, like, yeah, you get those confirmations along the way. You also get things that cause doubt, um, mm. but massive things that you can just hold on to. And like the process of me of like discerning a calling is very like, firstly, it's like a feeling that won't go away that gets more intense, like in when I'm spending time with God. Because obviously, you know, I've obviously felt called to be a multi-millionaire, you know, guy as well. That's, but. Um, when I spend time worshiping and reading the Bible, that feeling goes away and the calling to kind of minister, like ministry and youth ministry doesn't. Um, and also like p other people identifying it and calling it out in me and then stuff. Yeah. Doors opening opportunities and it's sort of fitting with, yeah, that's how I, that's how I've done it. And it's just slow, you know, you get that initial calling and you just try and explore and then the certainty maybe comes and goes and, I think we've got enough questions for a part four. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got about 15 questions or something left. Okay, cool. So, that works. Yeah, at some point we can do we can do a part four, which would be interesting to see what those other questions are. But that they get is, even deeper. I think there's still a mixture in there. Deep, some deep and some deep and fun and shallow ones. Um, but yeah, that's enough for today, isn't it? Yeah. Of of Q and A. That's enough for right. now. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for listening. Obviously, like, share, subscribe on the podcast. Um, it helps other people find us um, with the algorithms and stuff. Also helps you find us again. And if you like something, it's just good to say that you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, please do like, share, subscribe. Um, obviously, um, tell your friends um, if you have really enjoyed it get them to tune in as well um and yeah feel free to contact us you know where to find us youthworkplus.com um and if you want to submit questions for next time then yeah feel free to do that as well you can do that on our website or um by emailing us or contacting us or dming us on our insta instagram um but yeah thank you for listening today and we'll see you next time bye bye, -bye. Thank you.